If you've followed me for any amount of time, you know how much I love a good productivity resource, especially when that resource is designed specifically for us as assistants. Office Otter integrates your messaging apps and email to capture tasks, then helps you streamline your workflow by allowing you to prioritize and rank them. In addition to these benefits, you can also create recurring tasks, turn a task into a task template, quantify and pull reports of all your work, how awesome is that, and so much more. The best part is you can sign up for free. Check out the link in the show notes to learn more and get started. Welcome to the Whole Assistant Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Kroner. I'm an assistant who's passionate about our profession, and I'm also a certified coach who's invested in your success. You come to the right place if you want to know what it looks like to stand in your power and achieve success as an assistant free from overwhelm and burnout. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, friends. So today we are talking about three strategies for boosting confidence. So as I've been coaching assistants over the last few years, and as I've like been paying attention to the things that really do help build confidence, these three things come up time and again as a way to boost confidence. And I've noticed that my, my clients who do these things, their confidence soars. So in the membership this month, we are talking all about confidence. I'm going to be doing a deep dive training on confidence. And we're actually reading a book because my members wanted to start a book club. So it's totally optional, but we are reading a book on confidence as well. I'm super excited about this idea of a book club for my members because that means that I get to read more too. So this month we're reading The Confidence Code by Caddy Kay and Claire Shipman. If you guys want to check it out, I encourage you to do so. I have not read this book, but it's came highly recommended by uh, a group, uh, a coaching um, cohort that I'm a part of. So yeah, I'm really excited about this month in the membership. I'm really excited to see how people are going to transform their lives by incorporating um, these strategies for boosting their confidence. So the first thing that boosts confidence of the three key strategies, the first strategy is to invest in your opinion of yourself. So what do I mean when I say invest in your opinion of yourself? We spend so much time and energy and effort investing in other people's opinion of us. We invest in our executive's opinion of us. We invest in our colleagues and coworkers' opinion of us. We invest in our partner's opinion of us. We invest in our kid's opinion of us. And we forget to invest in in, in our opinion of ourselves. So investing in your opinion of yourself looks like letting go of what others think about you. I'm really trying to decide how you want to show up for you, how you want to show up that feels true and authentic and empowered for you, right? And so I know a lot of us look outside of ourselves. We look to our partner. We look to our executive. We look to our colleagues and coworkers to tell us whether or not we're worthy, to give us clues of how confident we can be. But I am going to encourage us all That when you invest in your opinion of yourself, when you're actually mindful of the opinion you want to have of yourself, and then you invest towards that, that that is going to make the greatest difference. And I'm convinced that one of the reasons my clients have so much success when it comes to their confidence levels is because they are literally investing in paying for coaching to become more confident, right? They're literally investing money in themselves to help level up their confidence, to help really um, 
uh, level up their self-concept so that they can show up at a, such a higher level, not only for themselves, but also for those around them. But first of all, we want to get clear on what you want your opinion of yourself to be and then invest in that. So um, confidence comes from within you. And this is actually really great news. So you get to decide what you make your past mean. If you've been fired or let go or made redundant or told you aren't worth what the company is paying you or whatever the case may be, you get to decide what you make that mean. This is actually excellent news. And you also get to decide whether or not you onboard others' opinions of you. Now, another key component to investing in your opinion of yourself is to maybe have a look at your self-talk. I talked about self-acceptance in last week's episode, so if you haven't heard it, go back and listen. Um, The episode was actually on uncertainty and dealing with life's curveballs, but as a key component of that, I talked about how self-acceptance was key for me in dealing with life's uncertain situations, right? So a part of self-acceptance is improving the way we talk to ourselves. So improve your self-talk and just watch to see how that affects your opinion of yourself. Once you decide what you want your your opinion of yourself to be, if you talk to yourself from that place of having already achieved it and you show yourself grace. Now, that's the other thing too. Like I've been working on this for several years and I still catch myself talking negatively to myself, but I actually catch myself and I interrupt those thoughts. And then I insert the opinion that I actually want of myself. And I insert the, I insert the opinions that tell me that I'm still a, a, a human in process and that um, and that even though X, Y, or Z may have happened, and even though those things may have been my fault, that I'm still a good person, right? Like I still talk myself up. I still have my own back. I still love to um, to build myself up in those ways, even though my knee-jerk response is negative, right? Another way to invest in your opinion of yourself is to hire a coach, A coach can point out thought errors. A coach can point out ways in which you're onboarding someone else's opinion of you without even realizing or recognizing it. A coach can help you level up your confidence level tremendously because a coach will help you stay in your lane. They'll help you decide what you want out of life and then they'll help you figure out ways to get there. They'll also help you with your confidence levels. I know this to be true for me because I'm a member of group coaching program. I love to be coached. I This is one of the things I love the most about coaching is that it constantly helps me level up. It helps me level up by pointing out thought errors. It helps me level up by, um, by really getting clear on the self-concept that I want to have about myself, on the thoughts I want to think about myself. And it helps me, and they help me build my confidence, right? Like that's what that's what I love the most about coaching is that it can be a huge confidence builder. So that's the first key strategy I have for you guys is to invest in your opinion of yourself, whatever this looks like for you. If it's reading books, if it's reading the confidence code this month, whatever it is that can help you level up your opinion of yourself, invest in that thing. Now, the second strategy is to strengthen your failure muscle. This one is tough for us as assistants um, because we don't like to fail. We like to get things right the first time. But actually, when we strengthen that failure muscle and we try new things and we give it our best, even though we will most likely fail, this builds increased resilience and resourcefulness. Because we're, because if something goes wrong, 
we can, we can tend to get down on ourselves or we can tend to get really resourceful and resilient. And we can look at it from the angle, well, that didn't work. Now let's try this. Or this was, wasn't quite just the thing, so now I'm going to try this. And more often than not, you will surprise yourself. So getting good at taking risks and doing things that you could likely fail at is key for boosting your confidence. Now, most people will wait to feel confident before they take the risks. Now, to me, this right there is a thought error. Confidence lies on the other side of taking risks. The worst you can do is fail. And for most of us, failure isn't life or death. So I'll, so I'm a big Friends fan. I love Friends. And at one point, Chandler was being questioned by one of the other friends about like, about hitting on this girl and, and, you know, and they're telling him to go for it. And he's like, well, I can't do that. And they're like, why not? And he's like, cause I will die. <laughs> they're like, what's the worst that could happen? And he's like, I could die. I think a lot of us have that response. Now, of course, Chandler wasn't going to die if he asked a girl out and she rejected him. And of course, we aren't going to die if we try something and we fail, but we often have this response come up within us that is really, really strong. And so we are so failure adverse that it's actually hindering us. It's hindering our growth and it's also hindering our confidence. I'm surprised at the number of times I've tried something new and actually succeeded, or I've done better at it than I expected that I would, right? So surprising yourself is a great byproduct of strengthening this failure muscle and being willing to fail and try new things and put yourself out there. And when you put yourself out there, that that is a sign of confidence, but it's also how we build confidence. It's like you take the, the leap of faith, you try something that you're likely going to be terrible at, you fail at it, but you learn you don't die. And so then you so then the resourcefulness and resilience kicks in, which then just builds confidence. And then you cycle through again and again and again. And your confidence level gets higher and higher and higher, especially as you do those things over and over again that you were unsure about to begin with. So that cycle of like putting yourself out there, it's a chicken or the egg thing, right? Like, but I don't want to do this thing until I'm confident in it, but you won't be confident in it until confident in it until you do that thing over and over and over again. So that's another key strategy for strengthening your confidence, for boosting your confidence. And this one is going to be tricky because so many of us are perfectionists. So many of us don't want to fail, but failure has so much to teach us guys. And if you're willing to fail, my chances, chances are you're also going to have increased confidence levels because you failed so many times before, because you're so, you're so willing to take the risk of failure. Okay. So the first two strategies for boosting confidence are to invest in your opinion of yourself, whether it be through books, whether it be through coaching, whether it be listening to podcasts, you're listening to this podcast, good for you. However you want to invest in yourself and in your confidence, I am for. And then the second strategy is to strengthen your failure muscle. The third strategy is a lot of fun to think about. I'll walk through this with my clients from time to time. Like, If my clients have a goal and it feels impossible to them, I will have them imagine the version of themselves that is living the truth of the reality of their goal. So if I've got a client who really wants to lose weight, I will ask her or him, 
What will life be like on the other side of this goal? What will life be like after having achieved it? How will you live your life? How will you make decisions for yourself? How will you make decisions when it comes to working out? How will you make decisions when it comes to what to eat? How are you going to make those decisions? And then live from that place. Now, so I really, when it comes to confidence, I'd like to encourage you to imagine the most confident version of yourself. What would she be willing to go after? What goals would she be willing to take on? What would she be willing to to do or not do from that confident place? Who will you have to become in order to achieve that goal? Who will you have to become in order to become the most confident version of yourself? What confidence level will you need in order to in order to tackle that huge goal that you have for yourself? A lot of us won't even let ourselves dream. We won't even let ourselves dream because we our confident levels are our confidence levels are so low. So I really want us to really step into that place of really imagining the most confident version of yourself. I want you to pick a goal. I want you to go after it. I want you to to pick a goal that that future confident person would pick and then act as though you've already achieved the confidence level that you want. I know this sounds kind of weird and kind of strange, but it's the only way I know to help really level up your self-concept and to really level up your confidence is to step into a future version of yourself and get clear on what she would want. And you guys, I actually wrote a letter to myself from my future self and I there was just a lot of wisdom in that letter to myself as well. So you can do that exercise if you want to as well. I know it's kind of woo-woo or whatever, but it was very helpful in uncovering a lot of the things that I want in life, first of all, and then the things that I'm putting importance on now that aren't serving me, right? So, So this is a great way to really level up your confidence is to imagine the most confident version of yourself 5, 10, 20 years from now. And then take actions from that place. Imagine what that person would do or say. Imagine the goals that person would go after. And then take action from that place. Because that's how we can actually really embrace the future, embrace the future version of ourselves and step into a confidence level that can be beyond us right now, right? And it's also just fun to dream. Like I love those sessions where I can just dream and I can think for myself, like what would future Annie do in this situation? What would the person who had this problem or situation figure out? How would she respond? Right? And I don't do it from a place of having to respond perfectly or having to make the perfect choice or having to do just the right thing. I'm doing it from an empowered place of curiosity and from dreaming. From dreaming. So These are my three strategies for boosting confidence. These are the three strategies that I have seen work in my one-on-one clients. Um, And I'm really excited to dive into this material in this this month in my membership as well. Um, I also just want to address a sneaky belief that a lot of us have. And this has come up a couple times in my coaching sessions. So I just want to name it. And that fear is is a fear of being too confident or arrogant. Now, there is a difference between arrogance and confidence. Arrogance is false confidence. Arrogance is not is saying that I'm better than you instead of saying I'm as good as you, right? 
So if you have this fear of being too confident or coming off cocky or whatever, it's really impossible to come off too confident or cocky if you are staying humble and if you believe that everyone has has the right and deserves the right to be able to go after whatever they want in life as well. So just watch your motivation. Like if you are being a little bit arrogant, just watch that too. But I don't, my guess is that most assistants aren't being arrogant. My guess is that most assistants could actually stand to be a bit more confident in their positions, a bit more confident in life, and that that confidence could benefit them. So I just want to name that fear of being too confident or arrogant. (laughs) And I just want to dispel it. You're not going to be too confident There is no such thing as too confident. There is such a thing as arrogance. And my guess is that most of us are not arrogant. So that's what I have for you guys today. I hope that you found it helpful. If you have any questions at all, feel free to email me at annie at wholeassistant.com. And be intentional. Be whole. That is all for now. If you're an assistant or administrative professional, I'd like to invite you to join me inside the Whole Assistant membership. In this membership, we'll be unpacking and implementing the concepts I discuss on this podcast with monthly lessons and weekly group coaching. If you want to create sustainable strategies that will help you level up while remaining free from overwhelm and burnout and learn what it looks like to own your role, use your voice and stand in your power, this membership is for you. Go to wholeassistant.com slash membership to learn more and get started.